When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day every day with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on into WIP Daily. I am Tucker Bagley filling in for Joe Giglio today. It's Friday, July 7th, and just as hot as it is outside, the Phillies might be even hotter as they travel across the state of Florida. They swept the Tampa Bay Rays last night in extra innings, a a fantastic nail-biter of a game. They won 3-1 in 11 innings. They've now won 12 in a row on the road, their second-longest road winning streak in the history of the franchise. They swept... A Tampa Bay's Rays team that's only been swept now four times in the last five seasons at home, which is simply unbelievable. And just think about where this team is now compared to where they were uh, about a month ago. I mean, you you go back to June 2nd. This was a team that was on a five-game losing streak. They had fallen to a season low, seven games under 500. And since then, I mean, outside of the Braves, I don't think there's a team that that's played better baseball. The Phillies are now seven games over 500. They're firmly in a wild card spot. They still trail the Marlins by a couple games, and we'll certainly get to to that series coming up this weekend. They're the only three games separating us from next week's All Star break. But right now, with the way the Phillies are playing, I mean, this is the best baseball we've seen them play since last October, since they won the NLCS, really since. You know, Game 3 of the World Series, and then obviously things came crumbling down after that. But you you look at the way they were able to win and the way they were able to put together good at-bats against the Tampa Bay Rays. Their pitching was phenomenal for for most of the series. And uh, for me, the most impressive thing about the way this team has been winning games is they've been doing it in, in a variety of ways. And you look at these three games that they took in Tampa Bay, the, the first one you win behind a, a dominant performance from Aaron Ola, which is much needed after his you know implosion in Chicago last week where he couldn't get out of the fifth inning. And he goes toe-to-toe with, with his friend, his old teammate, Zach Eflin, and, and comes out on top in a 4-1 victory. And then you go to, to Wednesday night where Tywon Walker didn't really have his best stuff. He, he kind of labored through seven innings, he allowed four runs, but the way the offense really went toe-to-toe with maybe the best offense in baseball, certainly the best offense in the American League. I think they're averaging over five and a half runs per game at home, and 
their ability to just outslug them, right? They they kept piling on runs. They fell down two nothing. Immediately came back. Trey Turner hit a home run to to tie it at three at one point. And then you kept adding on in the later innings and ended up coming on top eight to four. And then look at how they won behind Christopher Sanchez on Thursday night. I mean, Sanchez goes out through six innings. His only run allowed was a home run to uh, Paredes in the, in the fifth inning. And then the bullpen stepped up. And the way this Phillies bullpen has played really gets me excited for their ability to to possibly go deep into October. Because even though they don't have Sir Anthony Dominguez right now and he was kind of up and down, especially towards the end of his run before he got placed on the injured list. I mean, they have a lot of guys who have been pitching really well in high leverage situations. Craig Kimbrell looks like the guy who suited up for Atlanta for a decade, who was probably the best reliever in baseball for about a five-year run. I mean, he won reliever of the month. I don't think anybody expected him to pitch this well. When the Phillies signed him in the offseason, it felt kind of like a an end-of-career flyer that Dave Dombrowski likes to take. He did the same thing with, with Corey Knebel last year. He, he traded for David Robertson. He likes bringing in older veteran relievers who have pitched in, in big games. And fortunately for the Phillies, Craig Kimbrell not only brings in a, a lot of experience, he, he's pitched really well. He's really been... You know, the the closer for the team. He's got 13 saves this year. Jose Alvarado is second on the team right now with six. So when you look at this team moving forward, I think the biggest thing that we can count on and probably the most consistent part of this team is the bullpen, which is crazy to say because the, the big names on this team are in the lineup and in the rotation, right? Just look at the payroll and who's cashing the biggest checks. It's Bryce Harper. It's Trey Turner, it's Kyle Schwarber, it's Nick Castellanos, it's Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler at the top of the lineup. You can even throw Taiwan Walker in there who who signed a big deal in the offseason. But you look at the bullpen and you look at the way they were able to win on Thursday night by keeping Tampa Bay down, by shutting them down. I think they only allowed one hit after the sixth inning on Thursday night, which, which is just incredible in that ballpark against that offense with guys like Wander Franco and Randy Rosarena in the middle of the lineup. It's crazy because there aren't a lot of big names in this bullpen. Obviously, we mentioned Kimbrel Alvarado, Sir Anthony Dominguez, who's still on the, the IL, and we're not sure when he's going to be back. He still hasn't started the throw, but Andrew Vasquez has been somewhat of a revelation. He's pitching to a 1.7 ERA right now. Jeff Hoffman came in on, on Wednesday night and closed out a game, albeit with a four-run lead, but he's got an ERA at 2.7 in his 18 appearances this season. Uh, Christopher Sanchez in his four starts, or five starts now, his ERA is hovering right around three, and someone like Matt Strom, I mean, where would this team be without Matt Strom, who really took over the, the fifth starter role to start the season, moved back to the bullpen, and he pitched the uh, spotless 10th and 11th inning and got the win against Tampa Bay on Thursday night. And listen, they they aren't playing flawless baseball. At times, Bryce Harper's now gone about 40 days without hitting a home run, which is is pretty wild. Trey Turner, his OPS hasn't been over 700, I think, since May 17th. Um, He's really struggled offensively. He had a nice uh, game on Wednesday night. He, He had a decent day. 
in the field, and he's been a quality base runner. He's got 18 stolen bases this year, which is what you expect from a, a guy with that kind of speed. But this team right now is really built and winning because of how great the bullpen's been. And when you consider kind of how disappointing Trey Turner's been, the, the lack of power they've gotten from Bryce Harper, who still has an OPS right around 800. He, he's been an above-average hitter, but right now we have a cleanup hitter who doesn't have a home run in, in over a month. You know, you, you factor that in with Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler still carrying ERAs north of four. This bullpen's been the best unit on the team, by far. I, I mean, what they've done to kind of carry this team and, and drag them along over the last month or so, and really the first half of the season, when this team makes it to October, if they make it to October, they're obviously in a playoff spot right now. They have a lot of work to do this weekend where they could really solidify their their standing in the wild card rankings right now with a series win over Miami, who's currently three games ahead of them, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But from what we've seen from this team... They're winning because of their bullpen. And their bullpen, I mean, for a franchise that really went about, I don't know, 15 years, where every time a a reliever would come in, you would roll your eyes and you think about some of the guys that they've had in recent years, guys like Neftali Feliz, Corey Knebel, who did have you know his ups and downs, Brandon Workman, Heath Hembry. I mean, the list goes on and on of guys that, you know, maybe you lie awake at night and think about, the days where they were tasked with coming in and protecting a lead and just don't have that right now. I mean, they have a lot of guys in the back end of their bullpen who are really automatic, have really been locked down clutch relievers for this team, and the fact that they're getting it from everybody and the fact that Sir Anthony Dominguez hasn't been on the team in almost a month now, it's been about three weeks since Sir Anthony Dominguez last pitched for the Phillies, and they haven't really missed him. I mean, this was a team go back to October last year. This bullpen and this pitching staff was built around Sir Anthony Dominguez and Jose Alvarado closing out games. Obviously, they had Zach Eflin and David Robertson took down some big moments, but the bullpen and this team really hinged on those guys getting out, getting big outs late in games, and... The fact that you didn't have Alvarado for a little bit, he he's recently come back from the IL, and you don't have Dominguez, and you're still having this kind of success. I mean, hats off to Rob Thompson, who I think has managed this you know thing pretty pretty brilliantly over the last month or so. And hats off to Dave Dombrowski, who has found these guys and who has put together a bullpen of you know maybe a lot of names that that we weren't familiar with before the season, but but man, they're having quite a run of success. And really helping a team that on a day-to-day basis, you might not know what you're going to get from the rotation or or from the big names at at the top of the lineup. And you add in with Derek Hall, and he had a big home run against a lefty, and hopefully that adds some power into an offense that that desperately, desperately needs it. I mean, they're currently eighth in the National League in in home runs. This three-game series with the Miami Marlins coming up, I think it's going to tell us a lot about where this Phillies team is. I mean, it might be the biggest series of the season so far, and 
the Phillies and the Marlins have kind of run parallel throughout the season. The Marlins got off to a little bit uh, of a better start, but they were just as good as the Phillies in the month of June. I mean, Miami rolled out uh, a record of 19 and 8 last month. They're they're 3 and 3 right now in, through their first 6 games in July. Jess Chisholm is still on the IL. Obviously, they have Luis Arise, whose batting average has slumped a little bit. He's now just hitting a, a pedestrian, you know, 380 after flirting with 400 for the first couple months of the season. But this is a team that I think could give the Phillies a, a lot of trouble. They don't have a lot of power either. They didn't really build a team with a lot of power really looking at that ballpark. But they have a lot of guys who make contact. They don't swing and miss a whole lot. Offensively, they, they've struck out just 700 times, which is the fifth least in, in the National League. And when you kind of look up and down their lineup, outside of maybe Jorge Soler, who has 22 home runs and you know is slugging 526 this season, they have a lot of guys who are just strictly contact guys. I mean, you mentioned uh, Arise is hitting 384. The, the Marlins are just really a, a pesky team, and they're a team the Phillies have struggled with historically. They're a team... Except for maybe last year, the, the Marlins are a team that if you go back to, to 2021, the pandemic season in 2020, and even 2019, you could say the Phillies' struggles against the Marlins are one of the big reasons why they didn't make the postseason. They couldn't get over the hump during those stretches. And, and right now, a team who, by the way, Sandy Alcantara, who, who's pitching tonight against Zach Wheeler in, in Miami, Sandy Alcantara's pitching to a 4.9 ERA right now. The, the reigning Cy Young, a guy who the Phillies have faced now in nine consecutive series against the Marlins, all of a sudden isn't that fearsome. He's 3-7 and seven this year. He, he's allowed 102 hits in 107 innings. He's allowed 59 earned runs. His fielding independent pitching is a little bit better, which maybe you know kind of points to him being a little bit unlucky, but... They've been carried by the rest of their starting rotation. And you look at their bullpen, as much as we talk about the Phillies bullpen being great, they have, you know, AJ Puck at the back end of that, a, a former top draft pick who has really figured things out in the back end of their bullpen. He's got 14 saves for them. He, he's only blown three. He's got an ERA of 3.3. They have someone like Tanner Scott, who, who's been been pretty great with a 3.07 ERA. The rest of their the rotation with guys like Jesus Lazardo, who might be their best starting pitcher this season with an ERA of 3.3 as well. I mean, this is a Marlins team that's just solid. They've put together a really good team. They play fundamental baseball. They don't make mistakes. They don't beat themselves. And right now, I think on paper, the Phillies more talented than the Marlins? I think certainly. I mean, you look at the Marlins' run differential – it's still negative, even though they have a better record than the Phillies, even though they have a, a you know playoff odds right now around 70%, which is pretty incredible considering where it was to, to start the season for this team. I think outside of maybe the Reds, they're probably the most surprising team in, in the National League in, in the first half of the season. The Phillies going into Miami and you know potentially winning this series, I don't know if you can ask for a fourth straight you know, sweep on the road. They they obviously took three of four uh, against Arizona to to start this twelve game road winning streak. If you can wake, take this series, if you can win another series before the All Star break, and then you know something that's been talked about a lot is that August schedule where you have a ton of games at home. 
it, it would mean a lot for a Phillies team that doesn't necessarily have great success of, against a lot of other teams in wildcard contention. And in a season where it might come down to tiebreakers, remember there is no game 163. You don't get to play against teams you're tied with. It, it mostly becomes head-to-head records. Phillies don't have a lot of those tiebreakers. Right? They struggled against the Dodgers, even though they took three out of four against Arizona. They struggled against them earlier in the season. If they can get a leg up on Miami, if they can win this series, if they can take at least two out of three and somehow go five and one on this road trip, on this you know trip across Florida, which really looked daunting at the beginning of the week when they set off on it after losing a series to Washington at home, I think it would be the ultimate exclamation point on a roller coaster of the first half of the season, but... It starts tonight. It starts with Zach Wheeler going against Sandy Alcantara. Probably, uh, you know, a great pitching matchup, at least by name. Hopefully, it lives up to the billing. And that'll do it for me. I'm Tucker Bagley. Joe Gillio will be back next week on Monday as we, you know, kind of look forward and look toward the rest of the summer and enjoy uh, the All Star break. Hopefully, the Phillies still firmly entrenched into a wild card spot. Once again, I'm Tucker Bagley. Thank you for listening to WIP Daily and please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.